Welcome to Dents in the Darkness, the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative. We're a new church network that empowers pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. This month, we have the leaders of the 95 Network on the podcast with us. Dale Sellers and Austin Savage serve the 95% of churches in America that run under 500 people in attendance, and it's an honor to have them with us today. Welcome, guys. Thanks Good for having us. Uh, Dan, why do we have 95 Network with us today? Well, you know, Tim, uh, it all started in Las Vegas, like all good oh, stories. Okay. <laughs> what stays in Vegas? I, I, no, yeah. yeah. I don't I don't remember being there. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dale and Austin actually weren't there, but my good friend and teammate Claire Jewell, uh, he's a national church planning director for a group that I, I serve with, and he uh, was there with me at a conference. I was speaking at a church, but we were at the same conference together, and he took out this thing called Vision Box. He's like, Dan, you've got to check this thing out, and you've got to hang out, connect with Dale and Austin, and the rest is history. So I reached out, we started talking, and we formed a partnership for NEC. We're bringing them in in February, February 25th and 27th. We are so excited to have Dale and Austin come and help our leaders get healthier and help our churches get healthier, and so we're so honored to have them on. Now, we've got guys that listen outside of this area, so when you say come, what are you talking about? Uh, February 25th is going to be in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. at Restored church they're going to host it and then on february 27th it's going to be a thursday that will be in green new york just outside of binghamton and that is hosted by berean bible church okay and all that information available on the nec website yeah absolutely all right that's awesome so guys i'd like you to introduce yourselves and give us a brief overview of your uh, stories uh, where you came from and what's happening austin why don't you start Absolutely. Yeah. So first off, thank you guys for having us on. We really appreciate it and have really enjoyed partnering uh, with NEC uh, over the past year. So it's great to meet you. And I never knew that you uh, got introduced to our ministry through Vision Box. I think that that is awesome. It was, yeah. all right, so uh, my no- my script here that you gave me says that I have to do this in one to two minutes. So I will uh, <laughs> give you the lightning version of my oh, story. Oh, wow. But anyway, so I, I grew up in the church. I was a pastor's kid. Uh, I've always loved the church and loved um, serving in the church. And uh, that that passion for the church for me really became solidified in my sophomore year of high school. Um, that was the year that my dad stepped down from ministry because he had been having an affair. Um, and so during that experience, uh, and that kind of, it was like a year-long process of him kind of walking through that, I really saw the effects uh, on the church that I grew up in. Um, because of of what happened in his leadership. Um, I saw a church that was running about 300 in attendance slowly go down to uh, 150 uh, and then down to 50 in attendance when uh, I went off to college. And so uh, that, that experience for me uh, really kind of solidified a passion um, for to resource the church and to, to make sure that leaders are healthy and churches are healthy. Um, so that they can continue to have a a lasting and and meaningful impact on their communities. And so since then, I've had uh, the opportunity to help plan a couple churches um, in Illinois, uh, which is where I am uh, from. Uh, And then uh, I've also been able to, I I worked with the Unstuck group for a little over a year uh, and now have the opportunity to lead, uh, help lead the 95 Network. And so 
That's kind of the lightning version. Is is that in the one to two minute time frame? You no. did it. That's a great job. I am so so proud of you, Austin. That is <laughs> thank that you, is excellent. Thank you. So we've nervous. got we've got three PKs uh, so far <laughs> yeah. here. Uh, so yeah. what's your story, Dale? Well, I'm not a PK. Uh, I've been in ministry now for uh, 40 years. Um, started really even in college. We, tra- my wife and I traveled with a couple of music groups. So the first 10 years we were married, we did 1100 concerts in churches all over the country. Wow. And, and wow. one of the things that I noticed in doing those concerts was that most of the pastors and staffers that we met were discouraged. Hmm. And, and I didn't understand that I was a 20 year old kid who just thought, you know, everything was great. Um, and so I, I couldn't really relate to where they were coming from. And then I went on staff at a church after that. And in two weeks, I figured out exactly what was wrong with those pastors <laughs> because they were pastoring churches. Um, and, and so when you're on the road, you kind of blow in, blow up and blow out. Mm-hmm. But when you're there week in and week out and things blow up, it, it, you're right in the middle of it. And so I have always had a passion for pastors. I've always had a passion um, to, to really impact the church. And, and, and within our name, 95 network, we work with the fact that, uh, that 95% of all the churches in America are less than 500 in attendance. Yeah. And if there's 300,000 plus churches, uh, most people don't know that they, they see the, the mega church or the TV church or whatever, which I'm, we're not anti mega church, by the way, we do, we love the church. Yeah. But, 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 uh, what we discovered was most of the resources and, uh, tools available are out of reach for small churches. Mm. And so that really kind of drives the heart behind what we do. And really at the end of the day, uh, just to kind of tell you why we do what we do. W- one day when I meet Jesus face to face, I just want him to give me a fist pump and say, thanks for helping my small church. Mm. Uh, yeah. And that's really kind of what drives what we do. We just love the church and there is no plan B. Yeah. The church is Church is as good as it gets. So that, that's it. I mean, and and yeah. what you're doing fits hand in glove with what NEC is doing. Talking about revitalizing churches, and then also the church plants. Uh, let's face it, church plants start pretty small, don't they? <laughs> Typically, yeah. yeah. Well, you, sometimes it's actually more healthy for them to start small than uh, I hear of many church plants who do a, like a, a six month build up and have four or 500 people at their first service. And then the next week they have a hundred people. And then the next week they have 30 people. And, and, and that just devastates the leaders and the pastors. Uh, I, I was working with the church just two weeks ago in Indiana who um, the church had, uh, had for, for 30 years had not grown. And then uh, they changed the pastor stepped down and his son took over and the church doubled within like six months. Mm. And then it doubled again. Well, then it plateaued. So they got together, had a meeting and decided, hey, you know what? We believe that God wants our church to go to a thousand. There was no plan. There was no strategy. They just picked a number out of the air. And when and when they didn't hit a thousand people, they just got very discouraged and frustrated. And honestly, they got mad at God. And I'm like, why are you mad at God when you just picked a random number? There was no plan there. You know, I just finished reading a book called No Silver Bullets by Daniel M. Mm -hmm. And he talks about the difference between. Uh, direction versus destination Mm. and he talks about how it's so important to do the you know the input and the and the destination or sorry the direction rather than the destination which is exactly what you're talking about these arbitrary numbers where we go oh we're not successful if we don't hit this destination right now so dan let me explain this to you dan this comes from the concept that um that we take a leap of faith i've heard that for 40 years you just need to step out there and take a leap of faith the problem with that is it's not biblical 
There, there's no biblical examples of taking a leap of faith. Biblically, you take steps of faith. Mm. So what happens is when you take a leap of faith and you jump off a ledge, you usually end up on your face against the sidewalk. And then you get all upset and mad when you've got to strategically plan and follow through with what God does. And when you take steps, it's kind of like the word says, the word is a lamp into my feet and a light to my path. As you take a step, you see a little further. You take another step, you take a little further. And so I think a lot of discouragement that many people feel is because they took that leap of faith and they crashed and they haven't recovered from it. Yeah. And the scripture specifically says that man can make his plans, but it's God who guides the steps. And and I think we get that backwards sometimes. We're, we're like, we're, we're just heading out there, you know, and we're going to take that, as you said, the step of faith. And, and he's saying, look, I, I will guide those individual steps. Yeah. Absolutely. The vision box. That's something that you've mentioned a couple of times, and we're going to get to that. But I want to find out how the 95 Network got started. A friend of ours in Peoria, Illinois, named Jim Powell, pastor at Richwood Christian Church, just had a real passion to help small churches. And so many years ago, he founded the 95 Network because he was doing a lot of work with churches outside of his church. Over a period of years, a couple of years, I actually joined their board. And then uh, Jim kind of reached a crisis point to where he either needed to do the church full time or 95 network full time. And so he chose the church. And so basically he turned it over to uh, myself and some other pastors. And so um, the first thing we did was hire Austin, which was one of the greatest moves we've ever made in our lives. There you go. So Austin was our first. He was our first full time staff member. And, and then uh, I uh, left. I was serving, actually working with the Unstuck Group as a consultant. Mm. Uh, serving on the board with 95. And then I was also serving as a, an executive pastor at a church in South Carolina, which is where I'm from. Uh, and uh, in July, a year and a half ago, I stepped down from that, went full time with this. And in a, in a nutshell, that's kind of how we've gotten to where we are today. It's been really cool to see, uh, you know, when we were going through that transition a couple of years ago, we didn't really know what was ahead. Uh, you know, Jim had been leading this thing for uh, for four or five years and had built a pretty strong following, especially within the Midwest. Um, and it's been really cool to see over the past uh, couple of years, just how many doors God has opened for us to do mm. ministry uh, all over the country, uh, mm. you know, from the Northeast to we were just in Phoenix, Arizona doing an event. And it's just it's been it's been an incredible journey. Yeah, that is fantastic. Now, uh, going back to where you got introduced, Dan, mm-hmm. to them, and that is the vision box. Uh, let's hear from your perspective what what it was about the vision box that intrigued you, and then uh, they can tell us about what the vision box is. Well, I had been dreaming about, so right now media did this awesome concept where they took all the best teaching and theology, put it in one place. I had been dreaming about doing that with best practice documents, so mm-hmm. a digital resource mm-hmm. hub, and we've been building that up for NEC. And so I, I think I was talking about that or somehow Claire and I were connecting about ideas of how to get exactly what Dale said. Most of the resourcing, uh, big churches are able to get those so much more readily than smaller churches. And I was like, how do we get these to smaller churches? And literally Claire's like, yo, <laughs> there's this <laughs> group that literally, yeah. <laughs> they literally have answered that question. And so I opened it, I saw the different resources and even the the partnership they have with Right Now Media and different things. I was just like, dang, like God's already been doing this mm. in another part of the country. We did a Zoom and uh, yeah, we're going to have them come to the area. But even more than that, we want to help them uh, succeed across the country for sure. But in the Northeast, I love that you guys are getting so much traction in the Northeast mm-hmm. because the Northeast needs Maybe. what you guys are doing so badly. So what is the vision box? 
Well, basically it's this, um, our friend, Tony Morgan at the unstuck group, uh, between himself and the, and the people he's worked with have worked with over 400 churches. And when I was at unstuck, Tony wrote an article about the five biggest issues that the unstuck has discovered in their research with these 400 churches mm. that, that most churches deal with no matter what size, no matter what location, no matter what denomination. And I just got back from the Dominican Republic and, and I can tell you no matter what country, uh, and, yeah. and, and the basic and the basic issues are all the same. Having a clear mission and vision. Your mission is why you exist, and your vision is what does it look like in the future. The second yeah. thing is understanding how to develop leaders. Where we we've heard for thirty years now that the 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 need for developing leaders, but we haven't been taught how to do that. Mm. Uh, the third thing is having a clear discipleship path versus having a lot of programs. A lot of churches have uh, just tons of programs, but they're not accomplishing really anything but but activity. And activity doesn't lead to accomplishment. The fourth mm-hmm. thing is having really good communications, both inwardly and outwardly. And the fifth thing is how to have a healthy volunteer culture. So what we did was we take those five those things, five issues, and we teach them in a day-long, a one-day event like we're going to be doing with Dan. And uh, we break those down. And then after we've done a 40-minute talk, we allow the pastors to spend 20 minutes or so talking among themselves about how they're doing with those specific issues. The truth of the matter is this. If you do not know your mission, which most churches don't, which is why you do church, why do you exist, why are you gathering on Sunday? If you don't know that, you can't do any of the other things and and, and, re- and uh, continue to have sustained growth. Austin can kind of tell you how Vision Box came about beyond what, what, what we actually do. Yeah, so those uh, so those five topics are really what we cover in our one-day events, like Dale was saying. And so we just thought, hey, rather than just covering this in our events, what if we made uh, th- this teaching and these resources available for pastors to, to just have at any time and be able to take back to their team so that they can really start working through each of these topics and figure out how they need to address them in their ministry. Isn't that one uh, of the challenges, Austin, when you go to one of these events as a pastor, you hear all this great stuff and you want to go back and you want to pour it into your leadership team, but you're trying to to recreate something and you've put it all in this little box. We like to say that it's you go to these events and you can't take back the atmosphere, right? So you're like fired up about all of these things and the people who weren't there, you know, it's just like, it doesn't even make sense, Right. right? So so what we tried to do through Vision Box is really kind of help them bring that atmosphere back to their team so that they can have those conversations in a meaningful way and make sure that and make traction uh, in their in their ministry and, and in their mission. So yeah. when they're using the Vision Box, who should they have with them when they're going through these five lessons? You got this, Dale. I can be I can dive into this one really quick. So the, basically, they need to have all the major influencers in the church. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's either uh, in most of the churches we work with, their staff is either volunteer or part time. So you want to have the, the your staff there, but you, but you've got to have whether it's your board, elders, whatever you call them, the people in the church who have the influence because you can't go around them. Mm. You've got to have you've got to bring them on board. And so mm-hmm. we uh, encourage them to build a team. One of the big mistakes that churches make is either the pastor tries to do everything himself or either the congregation tries to do it all. And, and, and what you need to have is a good, solid leadership team. Uh, and so we give them we get the team together and then we let them talk about uh, getting clarity and mission and vision and, and all the other things we talked about. So it's, it's usually you, you really don't want more than about 10 people to attend your vision box sessions. And because it's broken down the way it is, you can do one a month. You can do one a week. It just, we, we were, we're more interested that you get it and in, implement yeah. it than just cover the material. 
Yeah. And we're encouraging people to bring some key leaders to the event in Wilkes-Barre on February 25th and the event on the 27th. But then since they are all day Tuesday, all day Thursday, obviously most people aren't going to be able to do that because they're working. But hopefully we'll get be able to get a lot of pastors and even some bivocational pastors who can't make it to these things. We want to make the vision box available to help them. And so I remember when we Zoomed before, uh, Dale and Austin were basically like, hey, we'll come into town. We'll be a launching pad for you. But this resourcing church network of the Northeast Collaborative, you guys can work through this stuff together. We're just going to kind of be a catalyst to get that started. And that's Mm -hmm. why the partnership is great because 95 Network's able to come in and be that launching pad. And then around the network that we have with NEC, we can actually help each other implement and start talking through and then even resourcing for how to go about building that volunteer culture or that leadership development through uh, different things that we have on our end. Mm -hmm. And remember, all of these details are going to be available in the show notes. You don't have to try and write them down now as we're talking about them. Yeah, we're going to put them in the show notes, but they're also uh, on uh, 95 Network's website, Mm -hmm. which you have pulled up here. Yeah, 95network.org. That's the 95network.org. 95network.org. It's a phenomenal site and they've got all the information there about vision box, the resources. And can you guys tell us a little bit about, I see grants as one of your resources. What is that all about and how does that uh, play into what you do? Yeah. So uh, Dale mentioned, you know, one of the drivers behind what we do is that uh, a lot of small churches, especially are under-resourced. Um, and often that is financially. And so one of the things that we try to do as a ministry is, is just try to to fill the gap between some of the great resources that exist, uh, but simply aren't accessible for small churches because of the cost. And so what we do is uh, we offer um, for, for coach leadership coaching, for um, strategic planning, for consulting, for communications help, uh, all sorts of different resources like that. We have uh, specific partners uh, that we work with that we will uh, provide some, some financial assistance to churches to help them afford those resources that will help them go further in their ministry. Mm. I mean, so that's really what our grants do. They never cover the full cost of something like that, uh, but they just offer kind of, it's almost like an incentive mm. for them to take that healthy step, uh, which is why we call it the Healthy Steps Grant Initiative. Okay, I love that. Now that sounds yeah. like uh, a, a real win, being able to get some of these smaller churches, these churches under 500, the information in their hands that they need mm-hmm. to uh, to see that church growth. What are some of the other wins you guys see yourselves uh, celebrating here? Well, we've just uh, finished our 20th one-day event, the event we're yeah. doing there, which blows our mind. We just, awesome. We've just done about 20 in a year. We've launched a new uh, thing called Vision Day, which is a strategic planning process that has been really created for small churches who've never been through a strategic mm-hmm. planning process. Uh, when I worked with Unstuck, and then I was before that I was, strat, uh, was certified in Stratop, uh, those processes are phenomenal, but they're kind of overwhelming if, you're, uh, if your church is really small. Yeah. Uh, and, and so our objective is when we do these processes is to f- facilitate and and lead them into a- uh, answering the questions we, we don't come in as a consultant and say here do uh, you know what are your problems and write a report and here do this we kind of pull out of them what is unique about them yeah and, and so our vision days I think we have this we just booked the seventh one of those that they've just kind of taken off as well uh, and then uh, Austin can talk a little bit about our podcast yeah so mm. we just launched a podcast this year as well. Um, and last week, well, we posted our 15th episode, which is uh, awesome. So that's been 
just really fun to do that. Uh, we've been doing a blog for the past two years, but it's been fun to get in the podcasting space. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say really a win for us. We are closing in on two years since uh, our transition in ministry. And so I think that the biggest win really is that God has sustained us surviving uh, as a ministry <laughs> for two years. Yeah. One of the, one of the big things is uh, we, we raise money. We've, we've raised uh, almost a half a million dollars yeah. uh, to, to, and, and we've grant funded. I think we're getting close to 80 churches now. Wow. Wow. And we we've given away one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Wow! Which which I just have to be really honest with you. That's really hard to do when you you still have to raise the money it's to right. cover your salaries and everything else. <laughs> so every time there's a grant fund request, I have to stop and pray and go, Jesus, uh, you did say do this, right? And so <laughs> right. yeah, no, that's that's not an easy thing. And I, I do want to do a plug for Austin's writing. Okay, um, Austin is an excellent writer and mm. his blogs are tremendous. Thanks. I was doing a uh, workshop for a conference on conflict resolution and you know I built it all out, had it all ready. And I remember literally the the day that I was going to start, <laughs> I was going to do 4 days of it. The first day right before the week started, Austin wrote this phenomenal, I mean he has so many good ones, but this one on conflict resolution that was just killer. Mm. And I texted him I was like, "Bro, I'm going to throw this in. It was so good." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely check out the podcast, the blog, the website. They've got great, great stuff. Oh, that's and super. we do, and we need to mention too that of all of our podcasts, the one with Dan was by far the best. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> sure that everyone knows. No, that that's just because I shared two crazy, embarrassing stories that oh, made me look it. like a fool, <laughs> and they it. were like, yeah. "Yeah, this is good stuff." I feel like I'm in a mutual admiration society here. No, this yeah, is good stuff because it's important for uh, especially small churches, and like you said, nothing against the large churches, but let's face it, 95% of the churches are small churches. We're talking under 500. Many of them, especially in the Northeast states, uh, even smaller than that. What are you finding from the Northeast churches and leaders? What's been amazing to me is that, and this is really happening everywhere, but it's specifically there, uh, the denominational leadership in most churches cannot give them the answers they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What we discover, and I'm not being critical of denominations because, I, I, like I said, I love all the church, but but they continue to keep doing what they've always done, and they keep giving the same advice, and they'll repackage it and call it something different. A lot of church denominations have re- revitalization ministries, but they're still doing the same exact things they've always done. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening for us is, and this is the cool part of what we've been experiencing, is we're meeting churches all across America who do not want to die. There are, uh, the, so, there are thousands true. and thousands and thousands of churches that are on life support. And when you're on life support as a church, you have two options. You either pull the plug or you relaunch. Right. And you, relaunching doesn't mean you stop and start back doing what you were doing. Yeah. You have to find a new way to do that. And so what's been so encouraging, specifically in the Northeast, is we're meeting churches, and it's not just pastors. We're meeting elders uh, and, and board members who are saying, we don't want our church to die. Yeah. Well, the thing about the stuff that we're teaching, it's not, it's not rocket science. But, but what we discovered, most pastors were trained on how to preach. They know the scriptures. They can, teach, they can do deep, deep Greek uh, understandings of things. They can do weddings and funerals and baby dedications. But m- most of them have not been equipped to lead. And so this is helping to equip pastors to lead. We do it in a very encouraging atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Uh, When we do our one-day event, we really don't like doing it in an auditorium. Uh, We want to do it in a side room sitting around tables. We don't have music, and it's not because we're anti-music, but we don't want want one church. (laughs) We don't want one church with a great band intimidating all the churches that don't have a great band. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to love on these pastors because, as we mentioned at the start, guys, the the church is it. This is as good as it gets. 
The church is the hope of the world. Well, and one of the things that's so sad is that across the country, but even in the Northeast, a lot of churches have a competitive mindset that mm-hmm. somehow we're not really on the same team. And what I love about what you're doing is uh, you're breaking down that competitive mindset and also for our event on the 27th specifically. So on the 25th at Restore Church, that's like a medium-sized church, but uh, on the 27th in Green, New York, the host church is a three-campus, 800-person a week church, a very large church that has a heart and a love for the greater capital C church around them. And Mm. they are so excited to pour money and time and energy, not just into hosting this event, but they're putting a lot of teeth into the Northeast Collaborative so that it's not about church size. It's not about competition. It's not about who has the best band, like Dale just said. It's about reaching people for Jesus. Mm. And And we are all a part of that. And let me add this to this. One of the things that you, there are, we have seen so many, and we partner with a lot of very large mega churches who have a passion for small churches, awesome. but, but, it, but, but they don't have time mm. to help those churches. They're busy. They're doing what they're doing. It's not that they don't like them. It doesn't mean that they're against them. It's just that their whole ministry is wide open. Yeah. So when we, well, we were in Iowa back in March and we worked with a, a, a large multi-site church there that actually hosted our events because they don't have the time to pour into these pastors are the are the, uh, and they haven't developed the materials that we have, so we're working together, and it's the coolest thing in the world to see mega churches and and larger churches who have not forgotten the small church. Yes, yeah, that is fabulous. It really is. All right, you guys are doing a great work. I love what I hear uh, from the Vision Box from uh, ninety five Network. What can we pray for you guys about? Go ahead, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> Big question. No, I think. Uh, we're approaching, uh, we, we've grown pretty fast uh, over the past two years. Yeah. And uh, we know that that 2020 is going to be a year of even more growth. And so uh, we, we are always praying um, that we would just be uh, walking in step uh, with, with God's plan for this ministry, that we wouldn't uh, move too fast or too slow, uh, that we would just be uh, moving right, right in step with his plan for, mm-hmm. for what he has for us. And so uh, that's, I mean, a big prayer for us and that, that he would continue to sustain us um, as we, we resource churches and raise money to give it away. Mm. Um, it's, it's a, a daunting mission that we're, we're on to uh, bring positive change to every small church in America. <laughs> um, but we're just, we're really excited for what's ahead. And so uh, that's, that's what I would say, Dale, what would you add? Well, I, I, again, it's the financial piece, which everybody listening to us has the same financial yeah. issue. But what, but God has connected us with with people who have great resources. God has connected us with larger churches. Um, but here's the thing that happens when, and this is true in anything you do, when you're in the in moment of an event, people love you. They fall in, they appreciate you. There'll be people listening to this podcast today. They'll go, "Wow, that sounds like a great thing," and then they forget about you. And so, <laughs> so when we're out there getting it done That's and true. doing what we're doing. Uh, we just need God to bring uh, us to the mind of people. One of the things we would love to do is just get a few churches. Maybe wouldn't it be incredible if we get a hundred churches that would just like, give $95 a month? Uh, you know, it's not, it's not huge gifts that do it, but, but it's very important that, that people do understand that we, we literally give it, give it away. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so, and, and honestly, I'm just being frank with you or transparent. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a challenge to me every day to not, we don't want to touch God's glory. We don't want to get in his way of what he's doing. Mm. And and you can touch God's glory by thinking this is all about you. Mm. That's not our issue. Our issue is thinking we need to help him. Uh, mm-hmm. And he doesn't need our help. He just needs us to be available. 
Uh, and so, but, but I'm just, as being honest with you, it challenges me every day. Mm. Uh, when that call comes in and, and we're releasing, you know, several thousand dollars to help a church, I'm thinking, oh, there it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you've, you've let people know you've got two options. You can be uh, the one who is helping 95 Network or you can be yeah. helped by the 95 Network. Uh, so how can pastors out there connect with you? Because I hear your heart for both the pastor and the church. Yeah. Yeah. Well, absolutely. And, and so, you know, we've highlighted some of the resources that we have available, but we do a ton of stuff to, to provide resources for pastors. And so the easiest way is just to connect with us on our website, which is uh, 95network.org. Like you guys are saying, it's 95network.org. Um, and on there, we have instructions on how you can become a member of the 95 Network, which is kind of uh, our digital resource hub uh, where we're always adding uh, new trainings, new videos, new conversations uh, specifically for small church pastors. Uh, you can find the details on Vision Box, on Vision Day, on our grants, uh, on all the things that we do uh, to resource pastors. And it's kind of all centralized there on our website. All right. So that's 95network.org, 95network.org. Dale, Austin, man, it has been great having you guys as a part of the NEC podcast. We've loved it, man. We love what you guys are doing. We really yeah. actually just don't tell him, hope he can hear this, but we really think Dan's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he is. I didn't hear that at all. I have no He's idea decent. what's going on. <laughs> and so we're just, we're glad to be partnering with him this spring and uh, just really, honestly, we're just excited to see what God's doing. We really believe that we're on the front end of a great wave of a move of God. That's that right. We don't believe Amen. it's over. We think it's just beginning yes. uh, as we continue to work with pastors and churches and other ministries who have the same heart. That's right. Mm, well, it's been great having the 95 Network here with us on the podcast. Thank you guys for taking the time to be with us here on Dense in the Darkness. This is the monthly podcast of the Northeast Collaborative. If you missed any of the information that you really want to get a hold of, don't forget to look in the show notes and make sure you share and like the podcast so that others will find out about the work that is being done with this church network as we empower pastors to lead and launch healthy churches in Northeast America. 